Thank you, Dr. Bartos. Before I get started, I just want to say it's nice to be back in Butte. I was here over a year ago now to actually research for this paper, um, but COVID cut that short. So it's kind of nice, it's fitting that I'm back here in Butte to present it. Uh, it feels very nice when I'm talking about Butte as well. So just wanted to mention that. Um, but yep, I'm a former grad, I'm a graduate of uh, UM, the history department there, got my master's, and I'm very happy to be here today. So I'll get started. 1966 can be the year of rebirth for, for American cities, declared President Lyndon Johnson in 1966. LBJ recommended that Congress approve his administration's latest great society program, the Model Cities Act. The law's most ambitious initiatives funded urban renewal programs throughout over 150 U.S. cities. Model cities sought to renew all aspects of society and include anything from the creation of parks and recreational facilities to increasing funding for senior citizen programs. Model cities' goals varied from city to city, but in the city of Butte, Montana, the program sought to save its people from impending doom. This is the richest hill on earth, but there have been hard times when those words were a bitter mockery, said a line from a deleted line from President Lyndon Johnson's 64 speech in Butte. Once a source of pride for Montana, Butte's title as the richest hill on earth became an ironic symbol of economic depression and environmental destruction. Open pit mining eroded the city's natural features and chances to become an attractive urban space. Butte is home to one of the most severe environmental disasters in the country. The Berkeley Pit, of course, opened in 1955 by the Anaconda Mining Company, promised the continuation of the mining industry uh, through open pit methods. But this is at the cost of further environmental damage. By 1975, the Berkeley Pit swallowed entire neighborhoods, dislocating a significant number of Butte's population. The threats to public safety, caused by mining and the dire need for economic rehabilitation secure Butte's place in the Model Cities program. Butte also faced cultural destruction. I am confident we can drag this community, kicking and screaming, into the 20th century, declared Butte Model Cities director James Murphy. Teaming up with Butte, teaming up with Butte Mayor Mario McCone, Montana Senators Mike Mansfield and Lee Metcalf and with the assistance of Housing and Urban Development Secretary George Romney, these public servants sought to save Butte by creating a new environment and culture. But to create a new society, an old one had to be destroyed. To create a new image for Butte, some of its identity and nostalgia had to be destroyed. As Butte Mayor Mario McCone stated, we've got a plan, we've got a plan to build a new Butte. The question is whether the city wants it. Urban business centers could become the new symbols of Butte and pride, replacing the mines that had given Butte so much success, but now serve as a reminder of Butte's deterioration. Butte, in the process of being absorbed by the Berkeley pit and being terrorized by a series of unsolved fires early in the 60s and 70s, could not escape destruction. I argue that the Butte Model Cities program is the most significant urban renewal effort in Butte's history. The program brought modern infrastructure to the city and got, they greatly lacked it, but also amplified physical and cultural destruction. The Model Cities program left physical and invisible scars on Butte, but also created social services and programs still in place today. Butians were conflicted over the program. Some praised its social programs, others thought it needlessly destroyed historic buildings and as a result, their history. 
the Butte Mile Cities program officials in dealing with resistant mining culture and urban destruction engaged in a battle for the soul of Butte. Despite Berkeley Pit expansion and Mile Cities demolition, Butte ultimately prevailed in preserving its culture and pride. However, Mile Cities saved Butte's economy and introduced modern urban planning. So methodology. This research is a thematic reconstruction of the Mile Cities program in Butte from 1968 to 1975. This project examines three key uh, focuses of the program, economic development, physical environment and housing, and social services. This paper places the program's beginning in 1968 as Butte's application to the program received the green light. Officials started drafting a comprehensive plan for the first year of operations in 1969. Butte received funding that would cover Miles City's projects up to 1975. And it also received additional funding through planned variations, a federal expansion of model cities in 1971 under the Nixon administration. The 1968-75 time frame encompasses the Model Cities program in its entirety and political changes between the outgoing Johnson administration and the incoming Nixon administration. Most essential in examining these themes are primary sources from the archival collections at the University of Montana, Montana Historical Society, and the Butte Civil War Public Archives. These repositories contain the papers of Montana Senators Mike Mansfield and Lee Metcalf, who were the most active players um, in the program outside of Butte. Additionally, oral histories of Butte Mayor Mario McCohen and his staff at the Silver Bowl Public Archives here in Butte provide an on-the-ground on analysis of model cities. Within these, collect within these collections, constituent letters regarding the program, newspapers, Butte's application to model cities, and development plans piece a more coherent timeline of events. So historiography, the Butte Model Cities program and its legacy have been overlooked by historians. If mentioned at all, the Butte program is often described as a political favorite of Mike Mansfield, uh, given that Lyndon Johnson was president at the time and Mansfield was, was his successor. So my research is really the first to cover these themes of physical and cultural destruction in regards to model cities. Environmental historian Brian James Leach has written the most on the Butte program, but his discussion of it is brief. Um, and further, Leach and other historians that have mentioned it, they divert a lot of attention towards the Berkeley Pit. And the pit has definitely dominated Butte's history throughout the memory of, throughout the second half of the 20th century for sure, but Model Cities really doesn't really see much attention at all. The pit and Model Cities are both, I think, very essential stories in Butte at this time period. They need both to be told. So first section, economic development, uh, the first, one of the first major goals of model cities. So the first step in creating a healthy urban environment in Butte needed to address systemic issues that wounded Butte's economy. A letter from a Butte couple to Mike Mansfield helps illustrate this. It is only in times of stress, such as the strike, which we are now experiencing, that we are recognized as the economic stabilizers of, of the state of Montana. And only then is it acknowledged when, that when Butte's economy is down, that other state is also likewise affected. And they mentioned this, she mentioned a strike in this, uh, in, this, in this letter, and this of course refers to 67, 68, the strike that was also one of the longest uh, strikes in US history, labor strikes in US history at, the, at this point in time. So it very much wounded Butte's economy. So Butte built streets and neighborhoods. Additionally, they built streets and neighborhoods with the sole goal of ensuring miners could walk to work. And mining dominated almost all aspects of life in Butte, including city planning. 
in addition to the expansion of mining that devoured neighborhoods, is also separated miners from the rest of the city. The first year of model cities allowed cities to designate a model neighborhood for urban and economic rehabilitation. In its application in 67, Butte's model cities, model neighborhood, started uh, in northern Butte, close to the town of Walkerville, and expanded south into the heart and most urban part of Butte. So this, is, this, this uh, also neighborhood included the oldest, oldest and poorest region of the city, and the program sought to address the economic downturn by integrating the area's most indigent regions with the rest of the city. Only by addressing the needs of its most overlooked citizens, the miners and their families, could Butte achieve economic prosperity. In fulfilling its goal of reconnecting the model neighborhood with the rest of Butte, the first comprehensive plan focused on replacing lost mining jobs. With the mining industry's future uncertain, the Model Cities program looked to modernizing Butte, uh, Butte's economy. In addition to supplying immediate public works jobs, the Model City program initiated the Local Development Corporation, the LDC, to focus on long-term economic projects. The LDC saw the construction of an industrial park, the Port of Butte, and the program believed that an industrial plant, plant could better connect Butte with cities like Seattle to bring much-needed business to Butte. And today, the Port of Butte lives on as the Port of Montana. A key figure in attempting to achieve this goal emerged in 69. Running on a platform of anti-corruption, the hardy Mario, Mario McCone defeated incumbent mayor Tom Powers for, for the office of mayor of Butte. McCone also heavily campaigned on the Model Cities program. And figures who worked with McCone, such as Don Peoples, who later head the program, uh, believe that McCone and the program developed this kind of can-do attitude in Butte. McCone believed that the development of the LDC and the Port of Butte were the program's greatest economic accomplishments and their goals of diversifying Butte's economy. Most importantly, the port allowed Butians to be once proud again that the city was not only providing jobs but contributed to the well-being of, of its people. And the port also signified this desire to bring an uptown and modern deal to the outskirts of Butte. So, Physical environment next. As Butte spills over its famous hill and spreads into the flats around it, even more new streets, storm sewers, curbing it, street lighting must be constructed. This quote from the, from the Montana Standard newspaper illustrated the dire need for the city's most neglected people and people in houses to receive ample care. Butte's dilapidated infrastructure supplied the nation of an image of a place to avoid. And in 67, the Model City's application reported that 65% of houses in the Model Neighborhood Zone were substandard condition. Additionally, the expansion of open pit mining in Butte marked difficult challenges for the environmental goals of Model Cities. By 1969, the Berkeley pit already proved to be a threat to the well-being of the public. The pit had swallowed three schools and over 1,000 housing units. Now, it was only two blocks away from the economic part of the city, the most urban part of the city. Further, the pit on average erased seven million tons of the richest hill's earth every month. Today, there can be no such compromises between mining and living environments, said the first Butte-Mossies application. The physical environmental goals pose the greatest problem for Butte's model cities program. Feuds with the powerful Anaconda Mining Company put the program's physical environmental goals in limbo. The program needed to first achieve economic successes to illustrate 
to butians that monostase remain a good option for a healthy bute. Housing goals were the first to be addressed. addressed. The establishment of a city county, city county comprehensive planning uh, sought to address one of Butte's long neglected issues, the absence of long-term um, urban planning. This project encompassed nearly every physical environment and housing goal of the, of the second year plan. The demolition of substandard houses occupied most of this program's attention and remains the most controversial legacy of the Butte program. While constituents to month, well, constituent letters to, to Mike Mansfield and Lee Metcalf generally supported the program, the demolition project was by far the most ill-received. Some constituents argued that the relocation project did not seek the approval of Butte's populace and endangered the, pe endangered the people it tried to help the most. And reportedly, relocated elderly couples were moved into fire hazards at, at some times. However, the negative responses to the demolition project also illustrate how Butians became more active in reshaping their communities. This community involvement will later stop, uh, help stop, stop the expansion of the Berkeley Pit, which helped save the city. And indeed, Mario McCone, the mayor, considered the increased community involvement one of the program's greatest legacies. One federal development that aided the Butte program emerged at the beginning of Richard Nixon's presidency. While Nixon had little enthusiasm for model cities and urban planning in general, his Housing and Urban Development Secretary, George Romney, did. George Romney being the father of Mitt Romney, as we probably know. You probably know him. Thanks to Romney, Butte saw an annual increase in funding from $1.5 million to $3.2 million in 1971, and became part of the Model Cities extension called Plan Variations. Butte was one, only, one of, only one of 20 cities to be included in, in this extension, and it was also one of the smallest cities in terms of population to make this cut. Butte's inclusion meant that despite more Nixon's more hands-off approach to city affairs, it continued to receive federal assistance. The extension enhanced the power of the local executive, the mayor, in city planning, and expanded model neighborhood area to include the entire city now, and reduced federal oversight of these individual projects. The extension allowed officials like McCone and James Murphy, the director of the program, to continue their vision of destroying the past Butte and making a new one but this came at the cost of increasing the reach of the program's demolition projects. As the program staff found hope in the increased lifespan of the program, Buchan's worried that McCone's vision would destroy the pride and independence of Butte. By 1974, in December, the Butte Chamber of Commerce reported that Model City's program had destroy destroyed over 600 dilapidated buildings, substandard buildings, but also erecting 400 units of government subsidized housing. Uh, the demolition further signified the program's desire to destroy an unsustainable culture in Butte and replace it with a more modern one. However, the most important contribution of the program to Butte's physical environments and housing was the aware awareness it sparked in the community. The program hired citizens to work in its cleanup and urban renewal projects, which taught the community more steps necessary to prevent environmental disasters. Now the third section on social services. Of the four urban counties in Montana, Butte ranked the highest in unemployment, health issues, need for welfare, and had the lowest median income at this point in time. It, didn't, it, lacked, the, it, it, it lacked in providing these services, social services, to its people. And the first comprehensive plan of the Model Cities program attributes this to its mining culture. Years of hard mining work proved to be toxic to the welfare of its people due to its deadly working conditions, 
Um, but mining also demonstrated a toxic attitudes toward these uh, social services in a way. Due to the independent, hardworking nature of mining, Butians rejected social services in fear of becoming dependent on them in some cases. Butte believed it could only rely on itself, and as Montanans outside of Butte mocked the crumbling richest hill on earth, their independence and pride amplified. Milestones came at a time in great need of these, of these services for Butte. In 69, Butte had no neurosurgeons, one pediatrician, and no alcoholism treatment centers. And further, Butte lacked the proper health infrastructure to assist the 3,500 senior citizens uh, who live in the model neighborhood area. And this number of 3,500 is double the typical you know, population you see in your average large city or city. And additionally, Butte had twice as many people over 65 and older um, than it did in 1930, despite losing half of its total city population between uh, 1930 and 1970. Senior Citizen Center became one of the most desired programs desired not only by Butte officials, but by the general population of Butte. While Butians still remain cautious of services, these services, the Senior Citizens Program marked an important step forward and the city's desire, desire for creating a healthier urban environment. The Senior Citizen Center became one of the most popular programs in the whole, in the whole thing. Education marked another area in which Butians determined, demonstrated a shift in attitudes toward these services. The first year comprehensive plan acknowledged that little opportunities for education resulted in a significant number of, significant number of the populace not having a high school or college education. Additionally, the comprehensive program articulated that due to the economic downturn, schools lack access to adequate funding to address these issues. The enthusiasm and public input on the issues of education and senior citizen care illustrate that Bucheton support these services to its most needy, needy residents, the children and the elderly. In allowing the protection of its most vulnerable people, Butte made a significant step forward uh, in, in, in modernization. However, Butte remained skeptical of federal aid and issues such as alcoholism continue to plague the community. While still worrying becoming too dependent on these services, these educational and senior, senior citizen programs became among the first services that Bucheton believed could provide a city with a better, safer future. So in conclusion, one year after the Malice State's uh, expiration in 1975, the Butte City Council rejected the measure to move Butte's uptown business district to make way for the ever-hungry Berkeley Pit. In doing so, Butte simultaneously fought to keep its culture and history alive, but also cut off the mining industry it long depended on. Model City has proved to be instrumental in this, in this choice. On one hand, the program contributed to the ongoing destruction that threatened Butte's lifespan, but on the other hand, the program provided tools to halt this destruction and left a legacy of community activism in Butte. And this will continue later on with the Butte Ford program, which will be the successor of the Model Cities program. Model Cities had the potential to destroy Butte, but it instead reinforced Butte's pride and directed resistance towards the Berkeley Pit. While, full, while, while failing fully reshaping Butte, Model Cities' most important legacy is the Butte activism that weakened the Anaconda Mining Company, which I consider the primary antagonist of Butte's history. In 75, Butte was reborn. Thank you.